Are you here to confirm that Daredevil is responsible for this, Detective? There is no proof that Daredevil even exists. He can hear it before it makes a sound. He can sense it before it happens. He can vanish before you realize he's there. And he's the last person you'd ever expect. Police suspect the vigilante Daredevil was the one to bring the criminals to justice. I don't know why you read that trash. You want the truth? Tell me. She's hideous. Excuse me. I just wanted to get your name. Does every guy have to go through all this to find out your name? You try asking for my number. I've been following that piece you wrote about the kingpin. How do you kill a man without fear? And the bodies in the Give me bullseye. The devil's mine. Justice is found here before justice finds you. How can you be a skeptic? If there's no eyewitness, I mean, you know, Bigfoot has eyewitnesses. Please. Okay, boys and girls, cast your mind back to 2003. We're talking Ben Affleck, Jennifer Garnier, with, with a splash of evanescence. Yes, it's the film Daredevil. With me is Stu Graham. Hello, mate. You all right? How you doing? Welcome back. Yes, thank you very much. For, it's yeah, the first one yeah, for two. Welcome back. Yeah, I know, yeah. I missed Empire. I missed Assassins. By the sounds of it, it was probably a good thing that I missed Assassins. So I've heard. I thought it was a good film. Uh, Sweeney was the film you thought was good. So, uh, it didn't turn out too well. Oh, but we, we had fun doing it, didn't we? Just me and you. It was really good fun, actually. Yeah. You and I. Hi, I, I do apologise. Th- okay. Thank you. Me and you, you and me. Uh, coming from the man that's just taken three takes to start this yes. um, delightful podcast, which is episode number forty-seven. Forty-seven. Just, j- just clarifying that for our, uh, for our for our listeners. But any lederhosen and sausage stories from being in Germany? I was up high. No leder, no sausages, so to speak, because I'm a vegetarian. My my brother's had my brother had lots of schnitzel when he was there, um, which he likes. Up in Germany. Do they do I, vegetarian schnitzel? They, no, they don't. You know what? The first time I went into a McDonald's in Germany uh, in 1999, they didn't even do, there wasn't even a vegetarian option. Did they stun you for like, admitting you're a vegetarian? I, didn't, I, I was too scared to admit it, Steve, to be honest. Even in McDonald's, I, I, I quietly walked out and uh, ended up having um, mozzarella and tomato. Not, uh, who did the, like, the bean burger, the spicy bean burger? Was that Burger King? Or was that McDonald's do it. Uh, both McDonald's and Burger King have done it. Um, but I think Baking at one point did a veggie whopper in England as well, which was quite nice. That's a really interesting story. That really is. Is there anything else you I can tell us about that? Without realising as well. You were young, you didn't know any different. No, it was about two. No, about seven, eight years ago. Wow. This is yeah. really interesting for our listeners. Yeah, find out about your life. Yeah. Fantastic. But, but what is interesting, what should be interesting, Daredevil is now on Netflix. Um, oh, by the way, before, before we start, yeah. I have promised. I've got to give a shout out to my better half. Oh. So, uh, who is hi. Your better half? And that's, uh, yeah, I'll give a shout out to Joey. So, hello, love you and all that. But she just asked for a shout out, so I've just done that. 
Well, <laughs> 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 That's really. And what are you going to get in return for that? Uh, probably nothing. Because you have been slagging her off all night at work. So tell us <laughs> yeah, about thanks. that. Yeah, thanks. Thanks. Now she knows she's out. Uh, she's now going to listen to it. <laughs> no. And, 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 and now well, she's got access to my computer for uploading her phone well, and photos. cleared your history? The phone and photos. <laughs> and stuff. No, but, now, but when, when I do the website in, it automatically comes onto. It's on my um, homepage for my computer. It sounds like you're panicking about what your history uh, on your <laughs> internet. No, no, private browsing. Um, oh, you're letting all the secrets <laughs> out the bag now. <laughs> yeah, so should I open it up and it won't be a case of, oh, I didn't really listen to it. It'll be there and the website is the homepage when I log onto my computer. Oh. Um, so it will automatically give me, so all she's got to do is just click the button on the photo, click on the photo to listen to our latest podcast, people. Um, and uh, yeah, so uh, she'll be able to listen to this. So, uh, well, hi, Joey. Graham is very much the backbone inspiration to this podcast and it wouldn't be the same without him yeah I know absolutely uh, but it is we are without uh, Josh he name? can't make it uh, Josh yeah Josh can't make it no um, who was the other bloke he turned up once uh, I'm not too sure oh hashtag Nim that's yeah, right yeah but um, if you've seen the recent post on Twitter and Instagram we all know why Nim we haven't seen Nim he's on the run <laughs> he is on, yeah he is on uh, the run well, it's who shot JR. It just, yeah, just come to light, but uh, we had an assassin in our midst. We did. And he wasn't even here for the assassins. That explains why he wasn't here, really, for the assassins. Yeah, exactly. He's on the run. But ne- never mind. It's, it's one of those things. But anyway, James, you were in full flow then, and I thought you were going to make a mess up. Daredevil Netflix, yeah. you were saying. Yeah, I was saying, basically, this is not the Daredevil of Netflix. We're talking Daredevil 2003. We come up with the idea, because as, as, as we're recording it, 10th of April, all 13 episodes of Daredevil are now on Netflix. But, as I said, more on that later, if we remember. We're talking about The Daredevil with Ben Affleck. Um, And, interestingly, this film has been slated and is quite commonly um, referenced as one of the worst superhero films. Um, It came out, I think, in 2003, so that would have been about the same time we had uh, Sam Raimi's uh, Spider-Man coming out as well. Um... So, I have watched the film countless times. I've also watched the director's cut countless times, so I knew what I was getting into. I really liked both films. Who was the director of Daredevil? Who was the director of Daredevil? I have absolutely no idea. Because I I ask you that, knowing that you've got notes in front of you. No, you're you're just trying to acknowledge me out now, aren't you? No, I'm not. I'm just just inquiring, really. It stars Ben Affleck, Jennifer Garnier. But who was the director? I just wondered... Garnier? Garner, isn't it? Garner. Jennifer Garner. No, no, Garnier. No. That's a hair product. Yeah, that's a hair product. It's Jennifer Garner. That's no, not. <laughs> what notes did I'm you definitely know? reading Garner right there. I just wondered what kind of notes you took down about I, what I, film. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this has got LMO Estevez in. It's a, what have you got? Notes? It's immediate. MLO Estevez. It's a cowboy film. Oh, you've taken notes down for Young Guns. <laughs> well <laughs> done. Congratulations. No, no. So, so just because. What we do, listeners, each week, we'll take a, um, obviously, the film we're going to do, and then one of us will take notes. So, for instance, I did the notes for Empire and Star Wars. And Very so good, they were. Thanking you. And uh, you did the notes for Assassins. I, I do, yeah. I, you, I, yeah. Where you kind of mentioned this is Assassins, it stars Banderas and Stallone, it was directed by etc. Music's by etc. so on and so on. Just so people who haven't seen the film can then say, oh, I know that director. So that's the only reason why I kind of wondered... Who was the director? Mark Stevens Johnson. 
Was it? Yes. Right, moving on. And what other we films have. has he done? I don't know what films he's done. We're doing Daredevil. We're not doing any other films. Yeah, and but Mark it's Tiffin nice, isn't it, to know what kind of linked movies he's, he's done. Because if we were doing Spectre, you could say, oh, it's, who is it, Sam Mendes, is it? Who? Oh. Yes. Spectre. You could say, oh, Sam Mendes. Of course, he did Skyfall. Um, Skyfall. And he's got these other accreditations as well. So he does the action films. He's very good at that. Or this is the first kind of um, film he's done in this kind of genre. That's the kind of thing I was saying. But if, if this isn't the kind he's of the way you do Ghost it... He's done Ghost Rider. He's done Daredevil, Grumpier. Grumpier. It's not the whole... That's not the whole thing. I'm reading it on now. I'm living it. I think it isn't. He's done Jack Frost. Not the horror one. He, done, he did the one with... Uh, the kids Peterson. one. So basically what we can say is he does... Well, he did Ghost Rider, which wasn't particularly great. Um, but the director's, the director's cut for this Daredevil, I thought, was absolutely fantastic. We're, to, we're going to mention both films, and we initially going to, are going to review the theatrical release that pretty much most people saw in the cinemas, and then we, but we cannot not mention the director's cut. Um, it stars Ben Affleck, Jennifer Garnier, are the... Are the uh, Garnier. Garnier. I'm going to say Garnier. Can you spell it? G-A-R-N-I-E-R. No, it's E-R. No, I know, I know. Jennifer Garner. Jennifer Garnier and uh, Ben Affleck. I've always called her Jennifer Garnier. I don't know why, and I'm going to continue calling her Jennifer Garnier. It's because... I'm a twat. That's what you... I know, I know. Well, yeah, it's because right, that's what you thought her name it was. It also stars Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell, I know. Um, Michael, Michael Clark Duncan I. <laughs> Michael Clark Duncan as Wilkin, Wilson Fisk slash <laughs> The Kingpin. You're having the right trouble tonight, aren't you? John Favreau from Iron night. Man fame, fame, fame. As Franklin oh, Foggy This is what Nelson. happens when you give you a bit of responsibility. <laughs> He's a broken Scott Terra man. as young Matt. Elena Pompeo as Karen Page. Who John us on Twitter, isn't she? as Ben Ulrich. Oh. Yeah, Elena Pompeo. She is a star of uh, um, Grey's Anatomy. Grey's Anatomy. So, and thankfully, we're lucky enough to have her uh, following us on Twitter. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, and uh, David Keith as Jack Murdoch. Right, okay. Daredevil starts. <clears throat> but before we get into that, Ben Affleck as Daredevil. Yes. Discuss. I think he's very good as Daredevil. I I really enjoyed his performance. It was a solid performance. Um, I just didn't have any issues whatsoever. I'd be ever so picky just trying to find faults with him. I thought some of, the only thing I thought was quite amusing um, was when he did his kind of um, blind stare. It reminded me of um, Chandler's sex face from uh, Friends. Right. <laughs> I don't know why he, he does that kind of face. Well, he, he pulls quite a funny face. But his, his acting and his, just the way he does all the action scenes and stuff like that, I just thought it was, it was very good. It was very believable. Um, and I think it done him a huge favour putting him up against people like Colin Farrell. So... You're not a fan of. Oh, I think he's a complete pillow. Well, I mean, I mean, we'll get the Conor Farrell later. But so. I, I like but Ben Affleck as Daredevil. I didn't have any issues, so. But Graham did. No. Well, no, I haven't. I, he's a good actor. I'm You've got an Affleck chin. You've got a muscular chin. I've can't very, be threatened. You've got a muscular chin. A very defined. It can be jawline. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I, uh. I, I, no, I've got you issues. You look <laughs> is that a compliment? Wow! No, you, you're like like if you were yeah. Robocop. I don't know. Like a gladiator helmet. I don't think that's or, or a compliment. Full, or a full, I'm thinking a, a full face motorbike helmet. Is that what you get now? Uh, no. Is that where you're going now? Basically, what you're saying to no, me no, is no, like, no, no, or a cowl. You look best in a cowl. What's a cowl? Like what? Batman. Batman wears a cowl. 
It's called a cow. C O W L. You're quite lucky. Dad ever wears a cow. Because we can pick what chin to choose from you, James. So. We can. Which one would you like to choose today, Stu? The mm. bottom one or the top one? That's funny. That's not normal, not, man. You, you, you're picking on me now. Yeah? <laughs> but it's not brilliant. I'm going to walk off and you can make sense of the stupid notes I made myself. <laughs> so. I had no issue with him. I thought, yeah, it was very good. Useless information or useful information. His contact lenses that he was wearing to give him the eyes yes. that appeared to be blind. He actually was blind because he couldn't see out of them very well. Yes. He might as well have been blind. I um, thought he did a good uh, job. Yeah. So every, when he was walking and all that type of stuff, and when he was actually looking, they were that uncomfortable and that kind of coloured and and yeah. like for the for the effect that he actually couldn't see out of them. So it really was like having tunnel vision. And his so, body language, so he, he could, did portray, that's probably the widest Yeah, because he couldn't really so well. see anything. That's why he was like, oh, yeah. oh. But yeah, so apparently, apparently they were that good or that bad, depending on which way you look at it. But he, he was like having tunnel vision. So I suppose that did add, add to his method acting. He wasn't method acting. He generally couldn't generally really couldn't. see. What about yourself, James? Well, going back to the cow, uh, it's from the Latin cuckula, cuck. Eula, meaning a hood, it is an item of clothing consisting of a long hooded garment with wide sleeves. So, you know, there you go. Yeah, but what did you think of Ben Affleck? <laughs> okay, um, what I'm going to say, okay, Ben Affleck, it was, it was ben solid. Ben Affleck. <laughs> <laughs> it was solid. Yeah. Should we just start this whole podcast again? It's just, no, let's not start, start, start again. <laughs> Oh. We really do have the giggles now, and James oh, no. is just cackling. Ben Affleck, um, I thought he was. <laughs> ben Affleck. Ben Affleck, um, once Stu starts crying, I don't know. It wasn't even that funny. I don't understand. I don't understand. Right. For the yeah, 50,000th time. Ben Affleck was a solid daredevil, right? But I felt he was a better Matt Murdock than he was a daredevil. Do you think that's, do you think that's a fair assumption or not? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. What? I'll have what he's having. Yes. Um, um, well, he had a lot more to do and a lot more acting as Matt Murdock, didn't he? Yeah, but I when he was, it was a more convincing Matt Murdock than he was a Daredevil. Well, but when he was Daredevil, well, he's hidden behind a mask, and predominantly his action he's doing when he's Daredevil, there's not really a lot of dialogue. Okay, is let there? me okay, let me reiterate. For example, um, Batman, Bale was very good at Bruce Wayne and was very good at Batman. There was a big difference between them. I know that even though they're the same character. Now I know in the film. Especially the director's cut, the lines kind of blur between Matt Murdock and Daredevil. But I thought, even from the beginning, they were both very, they're both portrayed very similar. The way Ben Affleck portrayed them was both very similar. Yeah. You can tell they're the same person. Yeah. Whereas with Batman, Superman, and people like that, where there's a, there's a clear there's a clear definition between the two characters, and the actor plays them as two characters. Whereas this is kind of you see what I mean. More of a yeah, more of a. That's uh, they're, they're, the perso- there's somebody's different persona, but you can still still say they're the same character, but it's just two sides of that character instead the of being almost ego. yeah instead of being like completely different. So Batman, if you didn't, if you knew Bruce Wayne and you knew Batman, there's not a lot that can cross over. You wouldn't go, oh, actually, I've got a sneaky suspicion that 
Unless... I don't think so, because he's blind, and I think that's what gives it the complete difference. That Good you point. Just, you wouldn't Good point. guess, and especially when you've got like, Favreau in the courtroom who holds his arm and ushers him back to the seat and then uh, over-exaggerates the, the sitting-down bit when he's he's the arm of the chair and he goes to sit down, the chair's the other side. I mean, I don't think you'd suspect at all. And but he's still, Even he's Jennifer still, Garnier But even, for example, in his voice and stuff, I, I felt it was still very, very yeah, similar. There's not a lot of change. Although, yeah. yeah, the blindness, but there's not a lot of change between yeah. the two characters. But you could say the same for a lot of Arrow. How does no one know Oliver Queen is an Arrow? Good point. Maybe. But then again, he does have that deeper voice, etc., and and especially in series one of Arrow, there was a, there did seem to be a big difference between Oliver Queen and Arrow. Maybe not so much now. Yeah. In series three. Um, but, but there you go. Anyway, the film starts obviously. We're, we're zooming in to um, quite uniquely somewhat. Um, ben Affleck, aka Daredevil, aka Matt Murdock. I was obviously on a cross, and it's zooming in. As we're zooming in, we are actually replaying the film yeah. where he leads up to that point, which I thought was quite original. Yeah, it's very good. Yeah, um, and it's at a church now. Did any of you think, oh, Jesus metaphor, on a cross, the bleeding, I, blood, did you think, oh, that's a bit no, too much? I, or? No, I thought that, that once during the film. Yeah? Yeah, and it wasn't... Um, it wasn't that bit, no? It wasn't that bit, and it wasn't that character either, but there was one major kind okay. of... Um, Do remind us when we get to that bit. I certainly will. Um, and obviously, Ben Affleck then, he falls down into the church, and we have the priest um, who gives him advice throughout the film, particularly in the director's car, um, basically help him out. But then... We are graced with almost a completely different set piece where we have his origin story, which is done, I feel, very well, but very quickly. Unlike, for example, Spider-Man, where I don't think he let the film down, uh, other origin stories, but the way they handled this, I thought, was really succinct, succinct, succinct and it gave you enough inf- just enough, enough mm. information where you didn't really... You, didn't, you, didn't, you weren't think, saying, I need more. You might have yeah. wanted to know more, but you didn't need any more. And I thought that whole segment where he was a kid, um, his dad was drunk, and his dad was obviously working, you know, working for, for the underdogs, people like Wilkins, where, you know, Fist the Kingpin, and obviously the Kingpin's boss um, at the time. And um, an accident happens with the toxic waste goes into his eyes. I did like the effect of uh, where, where the CGI where the eyes mm. all go. And yeah. well, but this is 2003, so I thought that was quite good. Having said that, when um, young Matt Murdock wakes up in hospital I, uh, and you, you realise what he has to contend with and it, in trying to explain the superpower where you've got, I think, from the comic book, it tries to do that. And even, and even I've seen, um, for example, the animations when uh, Daredevil teams up with Spider-Man in, animated, uh, in the animated cartoons attempts to do that. I thought this did it absolutely fantastically. Mm. And this is one of the best things about the film, the fact that you, the way it gets the audience to understand uh, ultimately how Daredevil's, well, sees or hears. Yeah, and you get to see in a really short space of time what he's capable of doing, such as like the heartbeat and what you can hear. Yeah. And I mean, at first it's a mess, but then you can understand that how scary that must be. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's like everything, though, isn't it? It's learning how to, how to cope with it and learning what to do with it and all yeah. that type of stuff, isn't it? So that's where, you know, it does kind of help. But at least they didn't drag out the whole... Oh, you know, that's when you hear the, the drip. Yes. You know, that, yeah. you know, it didn't drag that out for, for like spoon five, or, all the time. five or six, you know, scenes or whatever. It was just literally, it was just, right, okay then, so they get the hospital scene done and then that's it. Yeah, and then, and and then, then it's kind of like, it's, it's, yeah, so yeah, it's not, not too much. And ultimately, him and his, uh, his dad, obviously Jack the Devil Murdoch, uh, um, played by David, David Keith, is, uh, obviously realises what, you know, what's happened to his son 
feels he's to blame, and to a certain extent he is really. Um, he wasn't the one that obviously, you know, threw the toxic waste in a... In right, a it, was caused, it was caused by an unfortunate uh, forklift accident. It wasn't a smelting accident. Yes, but it, but it was only when Matt Murdock obviously realised his dad was beating people up and didn't really have a proper job, um, so to speak. Um, yeah, and that's and why he was down the docks all the time, because he was getting money for the kingpin. Yes. Yes, he was. And unfortunately, you saw how what a grade A student he was as well, which, once again, gives you information. Now, this, this kid, this guy's pretty clever. Mm. And then... And then he ends up being a lawyer, clever enough to be a lawyer. You're not going to question that, but are you? Mm. Um, and, you know, g giving the audience uh, subtle clues and not taking them for complete idiots as well. Yeah, um, I like that about this film. You, you weren't constantly reminded all the time. that They didn't kind of justify a scene before it happened, as in there was kind of the uh, foreshadow of... There was foreshadowing of the toxic waste a couple of times, but yeah. Yeah, but every time before like an action scene happened, you weren't constantly reminded of, remember who's capable of doing this. And that sets the scene no, up. Yes. Didn't need that, which I like. In both, in both directors can't end this. So that, yeah. you know, it was it was very very good at doing that. Um, and then obviously you saw obviously um, when Matt uh, was upstairs reading books, he throws it, which hits the punching bag, and then he realizes, oh, I can see, in a way, my hearing or whatever gives off this strange vision. It must be, it must be such a strange sensation if someone, you know, and we're talking about a superpower that, yeah. not that's impossible. As far as we know, it was like sonar, wasn't it? Yes, yeah, yeah the yeah. way they explain it, and I, and I thought that was really, really, really good. Um, and he said he got improved strength, and his other, his other, his other senses improved a lot. Like yeah, it sharpened everything basically. Didn't but it? that is what happens if you lose one of your senses. It is. No, yeah, it's true. Except this is an exaggeration. Oh yeah, this is yeah. It's no, an it, was extreme. It, was it an exaggeration or was it the toxic waste that did it? Because we we no, see that just, a lot. I think, it's, I think it's just this is just they've they've taken. Because he does stuff. They've like, taken fact, like the comic book, has, and, and has taken it. fact, yep. and and then just gone well. So if you lose your sight, we hear him becomes better. Well, if you hear him becomes better, then you could. And they've kind of taken it and explained how how something has happened. So your hearing does get better, but obviously taking it to an extreme and exaggerated it. But they've taken everything, haven't they? Because he yeah. he kind of through the um, was it Park Nor, whatever it's been called, you know, Parkour. yeah, where he jumps around from wall to wall. He can do that. Yes. At extreme distances, he can jump kind of ten foot across a building. That was yes, he can, can't he? So he's kind of got superpowers. Whether this chemical's gone through his body and changed the DNA, to yeah. I mean, so is it just superpower? Or is he just well, yeah, it's the same universe. He is, though, he's, but he still he still looks like an absolute pansy when he's out yeah. and about. Which is fantastic, which makes it kind of you do. Yeah, all the films we do, you suspend. Belief in reality. You got to, I think. Yeah. And you say a pansy. And we have that. We had that one scene, obviously, where he gets. Uh, it, it is tropey, but I can understand why it's there. He gets bullied by these uh, by these kids down in Hell's Kitchen. Oh yeah, yeah. It's Tony Soprano's son, isn't it? The lead. Oh bully. yeah, of course. Yeah. And then we go back later. Once he, once uh, we have the training type montage thing going on with him and his dad getting stronger together, um, and then he uh, obviously beats up the bullies. Uh, I think he's got an unfair advantage because he's got a stick. He did. He did have. He it's did not have fair, a stick. really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's be honest. Though, fighting with a weapon. It was quite clearly blind the second time. Oh yeah, quite clearly. Did, did those kids really deserve it? I'm, I'm, I'm thinking maybe yeah, if they're going to pick on a blind kid. Definitely deserve what they got. It was great. I like scenes like that. Absolutely. And then obviously we have um, the big thing in any superhero's life. You have the big tragic event. Or quite often it's a death. In this case, it's, it's a, a death. death. Yeah. Um, the way that the father, the father's asked to throw the fight. He decides not to. Well, after he, because uh, Matt's in the audience, and I think it, I think it's because he hears yeah, he's his son calling him. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the fact that and the fact that he's been told as well before before he went in, he went. So you thought you beat beat those people? 
well, actually, you didn't. They're my fighters. You're my fighter. And they threw the fights. And yeah. then it's like, right, well, she's your turn now to go down. But he doesn't. He goes down, gets up, and then a good, yeah, a couple of body shots and uppercut, and that bloke sparked out. And I don't think anyone expected him to win. Yeah, and he's he can just hear his son calling, can't he? Because yeah. they kind of show him in the crowd, come on, Dad, you can do it, get up. And, and that he wants to make his, his son proud, doesn't Matt he? Matt was his Adrian. Yeah, sacrificing himself, yeah. really, for that moment of father-son kind of bond. Yes, and then... It's ironic he gets beaten up. But yes, and then yeah. he gets beaten up and, and killed by... Uh, we don't really know who, but we find it really... And we don't know how. From. Well, we don't know how. Ha- having death, said that, what well, I will say, we know it's Kingpin in the end. That kid, that is, it di- is it different... No, this, it's not different. This, so this isn't, this isn't different in the director's no, cut. No, but in the director's cut, what it does show is how strong Kingpin is, basically. He, Kingpin kills two of his goons because they, they basically fail him or he doesn't trust them, yeah? He punches, I think he punches one, then he just picks one up with one hand and crushes his neck. Like, literally, yeah, he smacks. No, he smacks um, the first goon with That's his it. cane. Oh, yes, sorry. And then he picks the other one up, lifts him about two foot off the ground and because he's got hands like shovels, you literally see him... He was a massive bloke. Yeah, crushing the life out of this guy. And it is quite violent, isn't it? Yes. See, because I didn't watch, just for clarification, I no. didn't watch the, the director's guy. Yeah, yeah. I, I, watched, I watched the normal film. So my opinion of this film may mm. change when I go back and watch... It will mm. change when I go back and watch the director's Most guy. Yeah. I, I would definitely advise to watch the, watch the director's But I, I think it's brilliant that you didn't watch it because then you can... Oh, yeah, yeah, def- oh, definitely. But it, it just mine, seems I've yeah. missed a load, but we'll no, but that's, that. Yeah, but that's good, I think, for the podcast because mine's now clouded because of the director's cut and it's quite hard to separate the two. Um, with adding that, but obviously you're not going to, and we know you don't hold back on in your opinions and films you don't you don't like. I'm not that strongly opinionated. What, are you so about? what did you give Empire, by the way? Uh, four. Good wow. man, good choice. Wow. Yeah, got solid scores. It did, didn't it? Yeah, I fell asleep during that as well. <laughs> I had to watch it again. So anyway, um, the, the dad's dead. Um, Matt obviously realises he's dead. He can, I think, was it? And then he picks up the rose that Kingpin left and crushed Precious. it in his hand, and you see the blood. That must be quite painful. He must have, there was there was a lot of hate there. I would have thought so, but I didn't think the head of a rose had thorns. Didn't only thorns on the uh, stem. Mm. Maybe maybe this one was genetically bred to have thorns on the rider. Maybe maybe. And then obviously you know that that was our introduction to Daredevil, and, and um, very very soon after that, obviously we see him. Um, we we see what life is like for him. The way he wakes up and he hears all these voices, and he wakes up and he kind of sleeps like Dracula. Which which I'm suspending my disbelief. But I found that quite difficult to stomach. How did he drown? I started asking all these questions. Because well, the, well, the water's only at a certain level, so his body would be, and he's obviously got a yeah a pillow, isn't he? Yeah. Okay. And I, I don't know. I've, you don't know what's underneath the water, do you? No. If he's if he's much, I, I don't think it's water. I'd imagine it's some weird special liquid. That's what I thought it was, rather than water, because water wouldn't you still be able to hear it, surely? No. Why sleep in water then? Why just sleep in a coffin? I figured it was. I'm, I'm not too. No, you can't really hear a lot. Books. You can't really hear a lot when you go underwater anyway. So true. As long as your ears are submerged, you're right. Okay. Um, and he gets up, and what I thought it was, the, it was the little intricate things. Um, but he wouldn't hear his alarm. Being, no, he wouldn't. Yes, yeah. about 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 him being blind. The fact that he um, when he was um, it was you know touching everything in his house and the way he walked, which was understandable. And then I liked the way he was folding his money. Like some blind people do, you know, follow yeah. it in certain ways so he knows. And I thought the fact that the director focuses on things like that as shows, well. Shows in, although it is a disability, it shows independence with that, which is quite good. Yeah. And it, quite po- it shows it in a positive way, as if it's not, this isn't a build and end all. 
you can yeah. live with it and people do live with it and very live with it very well. So it's mm. kind of like you you know people yeah, can be strong. Yeah, it was a very respectful can... way to yeah. blind people. Yeah, it was, which was good. And um, and obviously uh, on the answer phone, his girlfriend breaks up with him. With, with, and we see the, the life cool, of a super. Bit cruel doing it over the phone, but still. Bit cruel. Quite tropey. What happened to you guys? Uh, by text. By text. Twenty-two hours after I started going out with her. By text. What? what twenty-two hours. Yes. What happened in the twenty-two hours? For us found to dump someone you? else. In twenty-two hours. 22 hours. She was asleep for half of that. Yeah. Yeah. And anyway, she, moving she on. She may have gone to work for the other half of it. Literally, she found someone else in like thirty minutes. It's, it's, clearly so, so she met you, you went to bed went to work then dumped you pretty, pretty much that's that's, that's pretty good story. going that's a film in itself we figured we'd go out and then we didn't and how you, did it end what did she say I found someone else someone else is it not you it's, it's me was that's it ending me? this <laughs> no uh, you didn't get any of that so were you friends before or was it like yeah we went after and then you say you're 20, friends. 20, 20, a bit, bit difficult, really, I think, to remain friends after a 22 hour relationship. Oh, yeah, but you say so you're friends. How it, was, it really wasn't many, a relationship, was it? Um, many times, like many years <clears throat> before, or just a, a brief. couple of years, couple of years. And then thought, oh, you know what, we'll move up to the next level. We didn't, though, did we, really? You can't even fuck a date up in 22 hours. Yeah, you can. <laughs> oh, you can. Yeah. yeah. So, um, <laughs> anyway, Matt goes to court. And uh, this is obviously when we, when we see um, the Matt, Mur- you know, Matt Murdock in action in the courtroom using his superpowers to tell out whether people lie. Obviously, we've got a rapist. We believe it's a rapist yep. uh, on, on the stand. And we can tell he's lying. Unfortunately, with the uh, current justice system, he gets away with it. And obviously, he says justice is blind. Um, and I hope for your sake, you know, just, I hope for your sake, justice is found here. Obviously, foreshadowing what happens. Um, you get to see, to learn that... Um... Matt's really comfortable in court when he's very confident and good at what he does. Yes. Whereas his colleague, um, John Favreau, plays a very similar character in Iron Man. Um, he plays Happy Hogan, doesn't he? Ah, oh, well done. Uh, well, just, yeah. And, uh, he's the bumbling sidekick. Yeah. And he's really, really good at that. And he's enjoyable in this, John Favreau. I like his character. He doesn't really do a lot, but he's always a happy presence no. on and screen, isn't he? In the director's car, it shows even more how they need each other. Yeah, I feel. Yeah. See, you don't really get that. You see, don't get the relationship that's the thing. in the it's actual the beginning. Film. You don't really. It's not a massive. You get the they met in law school and that type of thing, but you don't get much of the, the throughout the whole film. Yeah. You don't in the normal normal cut. You don't get yeah. anything about their relationship. It's just purely just strange how they just turn up, have coffee together, do a bit of work together. Yeah. And then that's it. You don't see how they, their lives intertwine. It's a real shame because having watched both of them, I, I was so glad I watched both of them because in the, the director's cut, they put so much more story in for him where he helps him solving kind of crimes, investigations, and he's got his back at certain times that they don't show that. And it's just a real shame because it, that he is a really good character in this. I really do like him. He's quite a lovable character, which you'd lose, or which I lost. I was really disappointed after the first Daredevil. For me, it was just so close to being a film that I really enjoyed. Yeah, so I was, think you put that out on Twitter as well. Yeah, I did, know. yeah. Um, and obviously, uh, the, the bloke gets away with it. Um, it's quite obvious, even to the audience, that he, he's guilty. He ends up, and obviously, uh, Matt Murdock has work to do, and he mentions that to uh, Happy Hogan, a.k.a. his friend. Um, so I thought, for me, I thought it was going to be very much... Um, so I've never read the comics for Daredevil 
never seen the cartoons or anything like that. So when I first watched this originally a few years back, it was it was all new, um, and I thought it was going to be very much a kind of Dexter style. He'll go to court. Anyone who gets away with it and he knows they're guilty, then he'll bring out his own kind of retribution. Yeah, <clears throat> and that's the way I thought the film was gonna gonna go. Yeah, that but he'll be dishing retribution out um, through people who get away with it at court. But then obviously you can see that with his abilities, such as seeing someone's heartbeat of nervousness, knowing they're lying when they're giving evidence, that um, a lot of people he obviously does get locked up. You do, he does, but I still think people that get away when he knows they're guilty, I still think he's been doing, he's been doing the whole, I'm going to get you back as dad for quite a while. Mm. I feel, and is that, that's exactly what but he what does. But what would you do? Well, yeah, probably the same maybe, I don't know. If you thought, well... Uh, if you knew, if you knew 100% they were guilty and they got away. It's very interesting because he works for the legal system, so he obviously understands that guilty people do get away with it. But he's trying his best to put them away through the legal system. He is, and also it's the clients he's representing are the long shots. Like um, you know, and it all goes back to the story of his dad. They, they, they were two long shots, and look what they did yeah. together. Look what his dad, dad did, and um, and that's why he likes um, going for the long shots that can't always pay yeah. for money. But it's and like he's going against what he believes and what he's fighting for and worked for, because obviously he works in the justice system. Yeah, right, working, in believing the right, justice yeah. system will work and do the right thing, whereas. If it doesn't, I'll kill you anyway. So Yeah, so actually, I don't really care. Win or lose. Yeah, there's a matter about justice systems. Yeah. It's broken anyway. Whereas most lawyers, I should imagine, do it and they fight for believing that the justice system works rather than executing people before they go to court. No, that's true. Now, obviously, Daredevil follows this man into some uh, bizarre nightclub where bikes are allowed, motorcycles, fair enough. Mm. Um... And, well, beats up half the nightclub, really, doesn't he? Um, interestingly, uh, is this he the first time you see him getting properly kitted up, don't, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You've got like a quick montage of him getting kitted what up. What do you think of his suit? I thought it was really good. Yeah, not, I not really enjoyed color, it. But... Yeah, very much like the Flash, isn't it? Very Flash, very like, yeah, Flash slash Batman, you know, with a yeah. cowl. Yes, very um, much. I wonder who, who makes his suit. I don't know. Probably got a person of Taylor. Yeah. But then, but then they know he's Daredevil because, like, kind of like the first Michael Keaton's Batman, there's a bit of which we find out in a bit mystique about mm. is his Daredevil character true or not, you know, uh, to the point where even um, Foggy, uh, John Favreau's character, is like you know conspiracy theory about it. Um, and obviously, um, Daredevil goes to the nightclub, looks for him, beats him up a bit. The bloke gets away, and the whole scene ends up in the subway. And one, and one of the more interesting, well, I don't say interesting, but. A significant part, a significant plot point of the film is where Daredevil fights him. And do you think the guy ends up getting run over by a train? Okay, does Daredevil kill him, or just refuse to help him? Kills him. So I'm saying he just doesn't help. No, because no. he kills him because he, he no, but he inflicted the injury that left him lying so on, on his back on the Daredevil, track. At this point, Daredevil is a murderer. Yeah. Uh, what did you think of the fight scene in the club? I thought it was shot really well, and I thought all the fight scenes were kind of unique within themselves. I mean, this in the you had the Nickelback music, which I thought was brilliant, the brilliant soundtrack to this whole film. Yes, and it was very much like in a club, um, uh, you know, with all the flashing lights and, and the fact that Daredevil used that against them. He yeah. could see better, funny enough, in the dark because it doesn't matter. Yeah, and I thought I, I, th I thought it was quite a good fight scene. I, it was very choppy. 
and it was edited very, very quickly to the point where I wouldn't want to see too many fight scenes like it. Yeah. But the fact that, that all the fight scenes did appear somewhat different made the whole thing yeah. refreshing. Yeah, I thought the special effects were good. Um, the the kind of the CGI and everything didn't stand out too much. But I, and I think, as you say, because it was so choppy a lot of the time with explosions and things like that, it distracted you from sometimes what was actually happening on the screen because there were so many explosions and sparks from bullets yeah. flying around. But I really enjoyed it. I, I thought Ben Affleck kind of held his own he did. in regards to the choreography of the fight. Yeah, but if all the fights were like this throughout the film, I wouldn't have liked it. Yeah, it would seem to get a little bit kind of too much, I think. Yeah, Because yeah. I thought it was a little bit... It, it, it was hard it, to find out what was going it, on. It, yeah, it was hard to keep up with. Um, and I've seen this film so many times, but it's hard to keep up with. And it's... Um, so far-fetched. I think it's so impactive because it being the first fight of the scene. First time you, you, him you kind of saw all his skills, didn't you, with the Cooper Tan thing where he's got. Yeah, but it would have been it would have been nicer, I think, in more a better lit kind of environment where yeah. he was showing more of his skills yeah. rather than just like basically jumping around like Catwoman and being shot at on a ceiling fan and stuff. It would have been better if he was showing more of the skills. Like the, the fight scene when he meets uh, Jennifer Garnier. Yes. <laughs> um, Garner, I'll correct myself there. Huh? Yeah. You know, that, that shows his agility. It shows his, he, you know, mm. he shows his abilities and, you know, all that type of stuff. So um, that would have been better when he was all suited and booted and then to go and get him and then to kill him. So half the bad guys more light and half yeah. the armoury and I think that would have been all good and then obviously it sh you know the last bit where he's walking across the pool table yeah I think a lot of it's and, and that, that was on fire that was, that was, that was really good the devil, but, wasn't it? yeah that's really good and he's walking through it to obviously go towards and you know where he's going towards that bloke wherever he's going you know, obviously disappears down the subway I don't know if it's different than the director's cut to the normal one but no, the it, would, exactly it would have been nice to like where you see him walk onto the pool table, it would have been nice to see him come off, so come out of the fire. Poster shot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly, yeah. But, but you know what he's going towards, so you haven't got to big that up, because you know that there's only one person that has survived, because you can hear the panting. So you know who he's, and you know who it is, because they don't, you don't need to you know, yeah. telegraph that, because that's obvious. And then, yeah, it would have been nice just to have him coming out of that, and then to go and go on to kill him, but yeah, he's a murderer. He, he is, and then I mean, we see in that in the, in the in the scene, in the subway scene, his weakness is obviously loud, loud noise or loud, sharp loud oh, noises. noises. Mm. Yeah, um, which is obviously foreshadowed right at the beginning when he goes to the subway, and it continues where he he, he nearly gets killed, mm. and then he defends himself, which is why I'm asking whether he really he really murders the bloke or not. But um, he does. Yeah, he does. He fully does. Okay, he could have helped him up. I agree with that point. Yeah, he could have helped him up. And then obviously, then we've got the police at the scene with um, a guy who plays a much bigger part once again in the director's cut, but Ben Ulrich, the uh, journalist. Uh, I really like that character. See, he's only there, what, a couple of times in the normal one? Yeah, and in the... And he makes yeah. no sense as he just appears yeah, and then disappears again. Released, he's kind of portrayed more of a, uh, an interfering pain in the arse, isn't he? Yeah. But in the director's cut... Towards the end, he shows a real kind of allegiance to Daredevil. In the end, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and he almost has a character. But that is, that is shown. That yeah. is shown at the first 
you know, the yeah. first scene. But that shows so much more with. Um, he helps Daredevil find out who the kingpin is. Yeah, and he meets him and speaks to his CIs, where you lose that, which is. No, you don't. You don't get that because he just bloody yeah. turns out. It disappears in. All right, it's that bloke yeah. again who's got really nothing. Yeah, the theatrical cut is a really rushed cut of. Well, what the it's film not. I don't think. Been. I don't think it's a. It's a rush cut. It's a. It's a. Where they they took loads of things out of it rather than rush. Was that? that do, you, do you think? As obviously, before it started, I asked the question. But is that a t- pure just down to time? Yeah, I think so it, to, it was, to make it, it an hour and a half. It would have been. We were speaking. Yeah, about I think it was the production James. company feeling that it's going to make it more snappy, and the fact that. Uh, you know, so you just leave. You rather so you'd rather do an hour and a half film and leave people, even the cinema, bemused, well, or do you want to do the, the two-hour been... director's cut well, and go? Oh, and actually, everyone comes out going, "That's a fucking good film." This is the issue than, that rah. this is the issue that people like Steven Spielberg and George Lucas had when they were like growing up and you know doing Jaws and Star Wars, where the big production company were getting too involved, thinking they know best. Yeah, and mm. you've got this grand idea of a film, and they are poking their noses in, which happens all the time. You know, we know this. How many times have we moaned about Hollywood ruining a film? Half the time, I'm sure half the time, it's because of the big production companies that end up sticking their nose in. Yeah, and chopping I think, and changing. Yeah, and I think this is a perfect example of it. Yeah, but so. it's, it's just a shame because I've seen the, direct, um, the theatrical release twice. That was the first one I saw, and I always came away thinking, as you said, if someone said, what's Daredevil like? Yeah, it's a mediocre film. I'll take it or leave it. Not really interested. Having watched this, with all the bits, the good bits in it, uh, it makes so much more sense. And yeah. I think this film would have got a lot more credit from people if they had gone away and watched this. And they would have said, yeah, Daredevil was a really good film. It's got a really good storyline, some brilliant character arcs in it. And it's a really kind of good standalone um, superhero film. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. But I suppose if... And you're not going to want to go and by release of the director's cut if you just watch the original and your opinion will be the original shit yeah I mean I think I got the director's cut came out um, with I think Electra the film which is not very good sorry Jennifer Garner um, and uh, it came out that and I bought it only because I bought it because that was the only way I could get the director's cut I remember it was like £14 on DVD at the time yeah. when I was working on Blockbusters yeah, and uh, yeah, I bought it just because I heard uh, people told me get the if, get the Daredevil, and I liked the Daredevil film, mm. and I did feel it felt like an unfinished product kind of thing that you know, like you were mentioning. Yeah, and I don't regret, I don't regret it, even with it, even having a buy electric at the same time. I still thought it was worth that fourteen pounds. Um, but yeah, and back to the subway, the police are there. All we mentioned Daredevil to like with the chief of the police, the bloke in charge, and then obviously I don't know why it's so tropey, but there's two double there's a, two D's on the floor when someone D's. Everyone likes a nice double D. Oh, oh look at that! Um, and then skipping forward to the coffee scene, quite a amusing coffee scene with him and Foggy, <laughs> uh, Mr. Favreau, where we first see Electra Nachos. Nachos um, yeah. comes in. Daredevil smells her. Foggy or, from outside. Well, no, as he's coming in, well. It's no, she doesn't even open the door, does she? And he goes, Hello. Hello. You're right, but we're talking about someone that can see with their ears, essentially. Via Do you sonar. think if someone would have walked past and let one go, <laughs> he would have been drinking his coffee and fucking that stinks. What's that? Geezer just walked by. They need to do that in the Netflix. Uh, it should uh, be. Clip of that in the Netflix <laughs> one, don't they? Um, what do we think of uh, Jennifer Garner's le- uh, lecture? She's a uh, very attractive young lady. Do you, see, I don't think so. I think I she's an ugly Rachel McAdams. <laughs> I... I'm just there. Really? I, quite no, I don't think she's. I think she's too manly looking. I really don't. She's not manly looking, is she? 
No, she has, she's got a pretty figure, and I thought she had quite a pretty face. Uh, yeah. I, I don't think she's anything special, to be honest. And, you, and I thought, I think you believe it, that she can kick ass in this film as well. Yeah, she's got attitude. Yes. She has got, she, you know, she has got, mm. like... Oh, yeah, she's got bald. attitude and everything like that, and she's um, quite muscular as well. But um, I just don't find her... She's not ugly, I just don't find her no. very attractive. But it couldn't have had a really feminine person who was screamy and girly No, but I think if they, if they... Not now, maybe she's... I'd be too old. But if they said she was going to be Wonder Woman... I probably would be fine with that. Nah, I don't, can't see it as Wonder Woman. Rather than who they've got at the moment. No, I don't. No? No, I don't think so. No. I think you'd make a good Wonder Woman, Stu. I would make it a good Wonder I'd, I'd be quite happy just to wear the outfit, not even just being the film. I'd the just to wear the we can outfit. try and get a picture of that, listen. Yeah. Depending on how many people actually would like it, we can see <laughs> if we can get... wearing a Wonder Woman outfit. I'll wear it to Comic-Con. No, oh, there you go. <laughs> there we you are. Here, yeah, if, enough tweets and stuff. Hashtag Stew Wonder Woman. Wonder Wonder Stew. Wonder Stew. Yeah, yeah, hashtag Wonder Stew. Yes. Can... You've done it now, haven't you? <laughs> I'll be all right. <laughs> um, so anyway, I thought the fact that when um, Matt, Matt, Matt meets uh, meets her by basically going up there saying, you know, can you help me? And she goes, what are you blind? I thought yeah. that was very cheesy, but I thought that was a nice nice moment. Yeah. Um, and I, and I thought the chemistry. It's one of the few bits in the theatrical release where you see the chemistry between him. And uh, Foggy. Yeah, and I like the way a lot of the time he, um, he plays off the blindness. So they use it as a, a kind of a joke. I'm running jokes, slapping the salt for the sugar. Yeah, they don't and take it serious. They no. don't kind of make it as an awkward situation. I like that. But then Foggy always loses out somehow. Y- yeah. And and like, that is yeah. quite funny though, isn't it? How he's the one yeah. that drinks his drinks yeah. coffee that's got mustard yeah. in it. Which is done in, they do that in the series as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Kind of Foggy gets really pissed off with the fact that well, I think one time he says, oh, I wish I was blind. He goes, you get all the nice looking women. Goes, That's your angle. I haven't got an angle. I haven't got an angle. Yeah, so it's, um, it's good. Yeah. So what do we think? Obviously, Dad stalks her to the, to the children's park and we have that bizarre dance slash fight. I thought that was quite good. I it was a bit like cheesy. You, I, 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 no? No. I did like the bit where he throws his cane up, takes his coat off, and then grabs his cane again. No, I love that bit. It was so trophy, yeah. but I marked out. It really like, reminded yes. me of um, The Matrix, the, the area yeah. where I had to fight of Agent Smith that really did remind me That's of The Matrix. That's what I thought, yeah. Yeah, yeah. just, because, just the, the way it was set up. But I thought... That would be The Matrix I, I just uh, didn't, resolutions. I just didn't, yeah, I didn't like the fight, to be honest. It, it didn't do anything for me. I thought it was like a bit tropey, a bit harder. It, but... it just showed the sexual tension. Yeah, that's the way it was. It was a bit of a kind of a... Like a yeah, we can't, we can't run after each other and kiss and... Frolic yeah. in the, the glades. Yeah. Uh, no, but uh, yeah, we got to fight instead in it was the like playground. Like a peacock for the kids. showing his feathers, wasn't he? Kind of straddling around and. See, that's a bit that got uh, unbelievable like that. for me. Yeah, I thought it was interesting though. It showed a different fighting style, and it was a different. What was nice was a completely different fight to the one we've recently seen. Yeah, but it was a good, good fighting style and stuff. But you, you know, he's blind, so the the cane goes up and he takes his jacket off and comes down fine. Is there enough noise for him to hear it? He can't. He's awesome. Right. Then, all like the moves and stuff, and then on the seesaw, yeah, you can understand the fighting because of the noise made and stuff. And if his hearing is that good, then he would be able to whoosh and all this stuff. The seesaw, really. She puts pressure on the seesaw, the seesaw goes up as he is going towards it. So without him 
even on hearing that. Sound of sonar, though, doesn't yeah, but even, even hearing around. that, you wouldn't be able to stop in time for that to go up. Yeah. And it did show. But I don't the way he hears, he sees through his hearing. Yeah, though. I know that. But if she's put a, put pressure on the seesaw for it to go up. Oh, we're talking physics now. Oh no! She's going to put the pressure on the seesaw for it to go up, and he's running towards it. So he's all it's, it, it, it stops, and he stops, and it hasn't even gone all the way up yet. And you're going, oh, it's not very believable. I think you're getting your knickers in a twist. It's just that. not very believable. You still someone... tell me what the difference between a cruiser and a ship is. <laughs> anyway, but I I thought <laughs> this fight was only necessary foreshadowing what will happen later, and they might as well just had sex. It, yeah, I, I just. It didn't have an impact on me. I didn't hate it. I didn't really like it. it Apathy was, was the word, was yes. it, for this? Okay. Um, and obviously, we, and then after that, focusing more, obviously, Kingpin, and both of the, the normal cut, I think, of the director's cut, where, obviously, we see Kingpin for the first time, and, and in the director's cut, we show how much of a badass he is, and Mr. Na- I might be missing a bit out, but Mr. Nachos, obviously, who we uh, soon find out is Electra's dad, wants to get out of the business. Yeah. Gives him a big file. Here you go. And King... Just before that, you see um, the Kingpin obviously kill... Yes. Uh, ...beat up two of his guards, which... Uh, In the direct Nacho, yeah, yeah, which Nacho sees. Yes. So you kind of get the... They he's a baddie and he gets yeah. his hands dirty. Kind of what do you think of Michael Clark Duncan as Kingpin? A I lot like of people... Him. And I'm not... You know, a lot of people said, oh, no, you can't have that. I'm Kingpin, because, uh, I mean, like, like Kingpin, Kingpin is obviously uh, always portrayed as someone that's white in the comics... And I thought it was absolutely ridiculous that people were annoyed at that. I thought Michael Clark Duncan, at the time, in 2003, for me, when I've seen Kingpin in the animated series and stuff, was the best Kingpin they could have got. I think stuff. because of... His size. Well, and yeah, like, unfortunately, yeah. he's no longer with us. But, um, yeah, because of his just, his just general size, his voice, um, and all that, that's, that makes him automatically... A badass, and you know that, and that's good. And it's not like a Lex Luthor type of person where he's he's a bit of a a weak businessman. You know he means business, and he he shows, and you actually believe that he is, and he yeah. he, he genuinely is physically strong enough no, to be able to lift someone he's up. He's strong enough to be a threat to Daredevil, yeah, um, especially in the director's cut. But yeah, and and even and as you said, the actor that portrays him. You think even you know when the fight is coming up, Daredevil hasn't won this out completely. Yeah, because you you know yeah, and you you can actually imagine he's a bit like oh the Schwarzenegger and Sylvester Stallone and all that lot. Really, you actually you believe that he can actually physically lift somebody up. Yeah, yeah. which he he can. And he's a brilliant and, character in the Green Mile. Yeah, there's John Kofi. Oh, John Kofi in the Green yeah. Mile. We know he's he can act. Huge. He's and he's just amazing to look at because he's just enormous. And in this. He's brilliant because he can play so many different characters. I completely agree. Yeah. Yeah, he can play the gangster and he can play kind of somebody who's uh, comes across as quite well educated and evil as well. Uh, I really, really like the character. I didn't have any issue. It doesn't make no. a difference. No, yeah, I thought he was brilliant. Yeah. Very, very good casting choice. Not only that, fanboy, fanboys. I mean, the minute you cast some people, Jesse Eisenberg, but yeah. I mean, uh, go completely nuts and nuts. And I thought, I thought if it's coming, if it's coming down. To something like, oh no, he doesn't look, it's just ridiculous. But it is, doesn't thought. matter what colour they are, if they're a good actor, it's like Idris Elba. Um, if he was the next James Bond, I, would I have wouldn't problem. have an issue because he's such a good actor, he's got such screen presence. 
I mean, he's brilliant. Exactly. I would love him as well, a as long, as, as, as long as he can portray no. the character. That's no, the thing, and, yeah. isn't it? And, and it, he, well, he, he can because he's proved he yeah, can and, do uh, anything. Unfortunately, so. with the dawn of the internet and YouTube comments, unhelpful and insensitive stuff like this does unfortunately come out. And it is, it is very sad. And, and sometimes when you do get some casting things, I've been guilty of it um, when someone's been cast for something that you, you think negatively without even uh, watching the actual final finished product. I mean, we all have an opinion, though. Yeah. But now we've got the internet, a lot of people like to give their opinion to too many people. Yeah, so, um, yeah, a bit like we do. Like, to, yeah, funny enough, just like we're doing now. Um, so, Enter, basically, um, Tinkman mentions Bullseye. Enter Colin Farrell. Enter Colin Farrell. Let, this let, is going to be, this, this will be the quickest part of the podcast. Let's discuss Colin Farrell. I'm just rubbing my forehead. I thought, oh. I thought he was, he was either the best thing about this film or the worst thing about this film, depending on your point of view. He played, I was saying to Stu, do you remember the 1960s Batman? Yeah. The really camp one? Yeah. He would have been perfect for that, wouldn't he? You know what I mean? He's so, he, he just portrayed such it's a bad... Oh. It was so bad, it, 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 it was funny rather than... It, it, I just don't... I, I understand the character. Yeah. I don't understand. Yeah, I don't understand. What, uh, yeah, he's pointless. Absolutely pointless. Why have him in there? Well, I mean, Bullseye is he's part of the comic book. But yeah, yeah, I know, but uh, should they should have got should they have got some <laughs> the way he just strokes his 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 bullseye head? Shit. I mean, just look at his filmography. That oh, here we go. The Colin Farrell hater. I I yeah I, yeah. Uh, yeah. I knew this was coming. I knew no. this was coming, Graham. Seven Psychopaths. I, I like that film. It's a very good film. He wasn't very good in it. Total Recall. No, he was, not very good he was average. Fright Night, he gave nothing to that. He's a good-looking guy, there's no doubt about that. But he's got no depth for acting. Horrible bosses, not really much in that. Um, what else? SWAT, he was in SWAT, I quite like SWAT. He SWAT, again, I think he went on his acting because he was a complete heart fraud. Miami Vice, awful film. Never seen awful it, never want to see it. acting, shocking film, would never ever watch again. Um, and only recommend to people I hate... Uh, SWAT, as you say, was shit. The recruit, he wasn't bad in the recruit, I'll give you that, but he was working with um, Al Pacino, who carried him. Hearts War, shit in that. Minority Report, thankfully he died in that. <laughs> and Phone Booth. Uh, Don't tell us we have Phone Booth. I like Phone Booth. I thought he was good in Phone Booth. But, you know what? I know, I know you're shaking your head, Graham, yeah? When Stu was really off the hate, I said Phone Booth is just one good film. film. You don't think so? Right, okay. So, I mean, said another day. But, uh, I don't think so. I just <laughs> no, yeah, definitely not. No, that'd be one I'm not involved in. Oh, you'd be doing the nim for that one. Yeah, um, he was awful, wasn't he? He was awful, wasn't he? Yeah, it's just so. As you said, he was a real cartoon character, baddie. That the start of it when he's introduced, he's in the pub, throwing the darts, having a drink, and then he kill, does he kill that geezer? Yeah, because he. Um, and, he kills, and then he kills him. and then he gets a paperclip, doesn't he? And then yeah. breaks. See this that that annoyed me because I, I how how's he going to do that? Because this bloke's got quite a thick neck. So how are you going to go with a load Rubbish. of and, and you know because you've got a sever shit. Worse. And in the director's cut, he goes through Gatwick Airport or Heathrow Airport, and he walks through the uh, metal detectors, and obviously it goes off. And either side, or the other side. Are two um, firearms officers on there, dog. and there's a police dog as well. So he walks through, buzzer goes off. He doesn't take his. He's got that round belt, and he doesn't take that off. And he produces a um, a paper clip from his tongue, and uh, spits that out. 
and he's just looking. He looks ridiculous. He's trying to look evil and like menacing, and he looks down at the police dog, and the police dog cowers. <laughs> And just, kind of, yeah, like, more, just like the like, rat did. Yeah. I'm sure I've already, already, you know, the footage and stuff you see on TV <laughs> oh. and the stuff on YouTube, a police dog cowering because someone looks at him funny. It wouldn't make a very good police dog, would it? Sport Chasing dog. after a criminal, you got to do I turn thought, around and go, no. I, I thought he was pure comic genius. I, I, I enjoy him for all the wrong reasons in this film. I think it's brilliant. Oh, yeah, I, I can, yeah, I laughed at him. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> because I thought, this is Colin Farrell probably doing his best. And. <laughs> He's ridiculous, and some of the lines, which isn't his fault, but whether he came up with some lines thinking, I'm quite an accomplished actor, what if I said this, this might be good. They're just awful. Uh, but go on, because I'm going to... No, I, I mean... I, I could rant but, about but, Colin I mean, Farrell. Even the scene in the aircraft when he, when he kills that woman they're talking with, with the peanut. What's that all about? He's a badass. Oh, but he, he doesn't care. Yeah, why? Oh. Yeah, but why? That was and, unnecessary. The way when she was talking... Listening to it was into that kind of German slash metal, wasn't he? And he flicked that peanut, and he, but the look on his face beforehand was, was, it was pure. Like, it was, it was like going to explode, wasn't but it? How, yeah. how do you kill someone with a peanut? It was, it was like you know, no, red just, eye. Oh, it was ridiculous. He's bleeding Japs eye. More peanuts. Um, pathetic. It absolutely. Really was. I love that. I love that. Day. Oh, when the lady comes over and, he, and he, the way he just says more peanuts, I thought that was brilliant. It made me laugh. Did it? I loved it. Yeah, brilliant. Colin. Oh, it just annoyed me. I'm Colin Farrell at his best, as far as I'm concerned. Yes. For the wrong reasons, though. Colin Firth would have been better rather than Colin Farrell. Oh, that's harsh. Okay. Um, and obviously, Bullseye is called. Um, in the director's cut, and I think, I think in, the, in, in the theatrical, with it, um, Foggy and Matt get a... They get an invitation to this big ball. Yeah, that's in both, yeah. Yeah, that obviously Electra's going to go to. But, but, but beforehand... Um, Electra follows Matt out of the courtroom and they obviously go upstairs to Matt's favourite point of view in the city. It rains. Matt can see her face. Now, Very romantic. Interestingly, in the uh, theatrical release, he kisses her, they go off and make love. In the director's cut, he kisses her and you know he hears the noise. He actually goes and investigates what that noise is. Oh, he just doesn't go and And that. that is the noise. That, and, that is, and that is where you have the scene where you know he beats up someone's dad in front of the kid. And the kids yeah. start to cry. That's where that scene is meant to be. Uh, it starts to make more set. And that's why the next time you see him, he's a bit more beat up. He's a bit, you know, he feels he's, he's a lot more down on what he's done. And that's why he keeps saying, I'm not the bad guy. And that's um, why I couldn't understand. They left such a good part of the film out. So when I'm sitting here in stunned silence as I am now, I'm not actually sitting here because I'm lazy. And I did fall asleep watching this film, but... It's just the fact that I haven't missed anything. It just was never fucking left in. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Nice. Um, Thank yeah, you. Yeah, unfortunately. So, uh, I'll just, what I'll do is I'll go and then I'll come back in about half hour and then <laughs> uh, I'll just give the out of 10 because yeah. I'm going to miss most of it, obviously. But, oh. No, no, but it's good because we, we, we've got, because my, my opinion is going to be clouded now. I've seen both and for me, I've seen him so many times because I've, I've really liked Daredevil. Um, he is one of my favourite, Mar- he's probably my favourite, one of my favourite Marvel superheroes. Better than Iron Man. Yes. Oh, glad you're sitting on the side of the desk. Uh, the Iron Man. I'm not even going to go there. That's just ridiculous. Could. It's stupid. He could. What is Tony Stark without his suit? He's a philanthropist. Philanthropist? We'll talk about this next week. Yeah, when you can talk. We had Millennium Falcon last week. And now you can't speak this week. Philanthropist. Philanthropist. 
bollocks. I'm not helping you. Yeah. yeah. Billionaire, playboy. Right. Oh, yeah. Matt Murdock could kill him with that scene. I'm saying. Let's just carry on. Right, moving on. Um, okay. I'll punch you otherwise. <laughs> you'll, you'll punch me otherwise. We, anyway, um, we do find out in the theatrical release that uh, uh, a kingpin wants Nacho is obviously dead. Yes. During, 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 during this ball. Yeah. Electra is there. They're rekindling their love because they have made love. Uh, if you've seen the theatrical release. Because he wants to buy him out of the contract. So he, he says no. Yeah, that, that's he says no. Why, yeah. And, and, and um, he, he starts to worry for his daughter a tiny bit. Um, very quickly, his daughter uh, wants to go with him in the car. They go in the car. Obviously, Matt Murdock smells something. Something's going on here. Well, there is a key part you've missed just before oh, that. Is, yeah. Um, when they're walking across the uh, the like the dance floor, I suppose, oh, yes. the ball, they bump into the uh, reporter, don't they? Oh yes, again. Ben and uh, he looks at um, Ben Affleck's cane and, that, and, yes. and admires it and, and recognises it. And later on, we're gonna. Yeah. Yeah, which is, a, which is an interesting cameo by Kevin Smith. Yes, We've exactly. got the Stan Lee cameo in the intro when uh, yeah. Matt Murdock as a kid saved I thought him. that was very funny. It yeah. did make me yeah. laugh. And also that um, John Favreau speaks to... Um, is that happening the in the theatrical as well? No. Been to his colleague yeah, because yeah. Yeah, in the director's call, we're missing that whole thing. When Matt Murdock goes to, goes to bed and that woman's crawling, you know, for the, that woman that gets murdered, it kind of like happens. Yeah. Metaphorically speaking, he can hear it all happening, can't he? Yes. Which is interesting. It's kind of spooky in a way as well. Yeah, and he um, speaks to um, the kingpin sidekick, doesn't he? Yeah. About a business card, and he turns around and says, oh, "I don't want any third-rate person working for me." But he recognizes the business card. Yep. With wow. Absolutely. Really, doesn't he? And also, um, Favreau and uh, uh, Matt Murdock go go to the uh, the crime scene and obviously come up with the uh, um, where she was mur- where they believe she was murdered because he smelled gunpowder. And this is to do ammonia. with. Um, the uh, black guy, isn't it? Yeah, but they're played by Coolio. Played by Coolio, who's in court, and he's the only one who believes that he is innocent and it will take his case yes. when no one else will go near him because Absolutely. he's obviously black, because he's a gangster in New York City, that yeah. he's going to be yeah, guilty. They're troping, but, understand, but you know, yeah. they're making a good point out Yeah, so I he's think. gone to the crime scene, the house, to prove that he is innocent, to look for the, uh, for the clues. Yeah, um... Absolutely, and, and and even at court um, with the, uh, the ben, ben Copper line about where he found the, the you know the dead body, where this uh, Coolio allegedly killed her, he he lies, and interestingly enough, um, his heart rate doesn't change, and Matt's like, well, he's telling the truth. I don't understand why. Yeah, we'll find out yeah, later. That throws him completely. That doesn't does, it? and this is all obviously part of the uh, director's cut. Oh no, that's why I'm sitting in silence. No, 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 I understand. Anyway, mm. and ultimately, this is the first time we see Bullseye in action, and um, he. Well, he kills uh, he kills Mr. Nachos with Daredevil's cane because what happened? There's an explosion. Daredevil cannot grab his cane. That is in both cuts. That is in both cuts, yeah. and obviously it kills. And then and then Electra quite understandably thinks Daredevil's killed the dad, and she gets the gun and starts shooting at him. Mm. Hence why it was important that the reporter saw Ben Affleck's cane. Yes, because the police beforehand. basically grab it as evidence. Yeah, which obviously led to one of the worst lines in the film. When the daredevil um, bullseye throws one of his death stars or whatever at Ben Affleck and he misses, which, I missed, I never miss. And he says that again later on in the did, film. Did it remind you of, of uh, an American Wealth in London? You yeah. made me miss. Yeah, I did miss, miss, which was a better. Was he, would he have made a better bullseye? He would have done. Right, moving on. Yeah, fantastic. Um, and then obviously we, we end up having this uh, bizarre training montage at some point between. Uh, between Daredevil 
and uh, obviously, obviously Electra, obviously getting ready. But Bullseye, oh, I got this bit. Bullseye goes down to see Kingpin and basically says he wants a bloody costume if you're watching theatrical or an effing costume if yeah. you're watching the director's cut. Yeah. I thought Which it was, I thought quite, it was quite funny. Yeah. I, I did like that bit. I want, a, I want an epic costume. I, re- I think... And he wanted to kill Daredevil. I think him in a costume would have made it better. Because it would have made him more of a twat than yeah. he already was. But again, he says to the um, <laughs> kingpin, he goes, I missed. I never miss. And he, he said it like Percy from Blackadder. <laughs> it's absolutely ridiculous. And I thought, God, you're such a cock. I know, I know. And we're, I mean, uh, we're, we're winding now towards, towards the climax of the film. Um, where at least in the theatrical release, where uh, what did you think of Jennifer Garner training scene? I thought that was pointless. I know it had to be in. I there. think if I was a bag of sand, well, well, she I'd was be cut, worried. Cutting all those bait and then fucking throwing a yeah. stick. At it her. was just to show she was a badass. Well, oh was, yeah, it had to be there. Who was going to clear up that training. sand? And who was dropping the sandbag? Exactly, because yeah. she's no Lara Croft. She hasn't got a fucking mansion, and she's got no butler. But she's rich. rich. She's a billionaire. No, she's, yeah, she's just inherited yeah, she, all she this money. She might be, but where's the butler? And where's her mansion? He's, he is on the ladder on the ceiling. But she knows where these bags are. Because she fucking put them there. she put them there. So why is it a surprise? That, that had, to, okay. be, had to be there, but I thought they could have done it a lot better it than it was. It went with the music. I thought the music was good. The, the music, I love the music in this movie is very good. Evanescence is so yeah. good. I think really it, is, good. it is very, yeah. very good. Yeah, and, and uh, I'll tell you what, at the nat- I always used to cry um, at the funeral for the Nachos. You know, the, her dad and that Evanescence song, you know, with the piano music playing. That, that makes me cry all the time. I always have a tear in my eye. I don't know what to say. No, that is not really. What did you say to her? That song, that song always makes me cry. Did um, you cry in um, Rocky Four when Apollo died? Yes. When I, when I, but I was quite young. About when, when Mickey died? Oh, I still cry to this day. Well, okay. What's, what happened next then? Right, um, <laughs> moving on. Um, and basically, what, what we do, Dada was obviously uh, Ben Ulrich, I think, in the director's cut. And I th- I'm not sure whether in the theatrical lets um, let, lets out basically that. Um, to, to, I think to Dad was it to Daredevil that Nacho's uh, Electra's next on Bullseye's hit list. Um, it's in both. Yeah, that is it's in both. both. Yeah. Which, which is good. Um, now, interestingly, in the director's cut, we have obviously Daredevil and Matt Murdock becoming more blurred, and this is and he kidnaps this policeman, doesn't he? Pretty much yeah. in his own car, and gets him to confess. Yeah. The truth and the fact it's that he's the, got a pacemaker. It's the policeman with the pacemaker. Mm. Um, he finds out where he is because it's been, he's been told by the reporter, isn't he? Yes. Um, who's decided to help him out, which which is a massive part of the story, really. So he goes down to this bar. Uh, where the policeman is, and he handcuffs him to his own car, which is Mercedes, and he reverses his car back and forth. Basically, the, um, Ben Affleck's blind and says, I'll drive. Goes back and forth, back and <laughs> forth, and he rips the um, policeman's shirt open and realises he's got the pacemaker, which is why he couldn't see his heart beating and didn't know he was lying, which was really, really big thing to explain, wasn't it? Yeah. And then he coughs up and spills his guts that the kingpin's in charge, if you kill me, there'll just be another one to replace me. There's hundreds like me are in the police. And again, that was a really good thing to watch. I really enjoyed watching it and appreciated that bit of information that was cut out. The bit the that I didn't get. Yeah, which was cut out of the theatrical release. And yeah. I can't understand why they cut out major parts. I can understand them trimming down the Jennifer Garner training scene and things like that, the things that are pointless. But key parts of this film... 
they cut out. I don't get it. I really don't understand why. No, no. I d- th- it's very silly. The fact that when you watch theatrical release, they could have taken some crap, some bullseye stuff out, for example, mm. and put in more, more of the story that fleshed out the characters more and fleshed yeah, out the actual film. It could have left out the part of the airport when he makes a dog cower and put in a bit more information. Yeah. I don't get it. It's shit. No, it's like a cheese and tomato sandwich, but without the cheese bit. And they just left no, it with half the cheese. Half the cheese. No, mm. no, no, not even that. No, it's half the cheese, so you don't quite know where the cheese comes from. Mm. Or you don't know which side of the sandwich it's going to be in. Oh, I like you that. know it's Very in good. there, so but you don't, you don't know which side it's going to be on. Uh, it's so good, but you still haven't told me cruiser, ship, boat, talk to me. Yeah, we did, but it's all about size for once. Yeah, it's all about apparently size, size does matter. Yeah. Sides, sides do matter, not uh, size, sides. 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 Sandwich sides, I thought you were talking about sandwich sides. What are you talking about, boats? Yeah. Boats. You float my boat, both of you. Um, right, uh, so we, we have, obviously, um, Daredevil is looking for Bullseye, Bullseye is looking for Electra. And Electra is looking for the hair level. We have this love, this kind of like, I hate, hate triangle going on hate here. Hate triangle. And unfortunately, um, for, for Daredevil and Electra's point of view, they bump into each other first. Yeah. And they have a fight. Electra, Daredevil doesn't want to fight Electra, even though uh, we do think that Daredevil could probably beat her up in a fight. Think, oh, he could kick point. her ass. Yeah. He was holding but back. He was he's holding back. And then, and then obviously, during him trying to hold back, she kind of like wounds him. Quite badly, stabs him. Yeah. But he didn't stop her, though, did he? No. No. And then she realises who it is by taking his mask off. Oh, my, oh my Lord. Then Bulldog turns up. Daredevil tells her to run. She yeah. doesn't. In the director's cut, this whole fight scene is a bit longer. And where I think he... Um, after, after, obviously, stabbing Electra, he then kisses her and throws her to the ground. But what I thought was interesting, and what I didn't expect when I first watched the film, is when he throws, when he throws her, obviously... She throws a fork, he catches it, he throws it back. She tries to catch it and it goes right through her hand. Yeah. I thought, I didn't, I didn't, I, that always surprised me. Yeah. That bit when I first Well, if someone's going to throw something at you that's sharp, probably best not to try and catch it. Yeah, but you thought if she's like a ninja, she'd catch but it But anyway. I couldn't understand but, why that she's obviously stabbed, um, I keep calling the Flash because that's what I watched, um, the Daredevil. Yeah. And she was happy, that was it. She's, I'm going to watch you bleed. So when she took the mask off and saw it as Ben Affleck, she really instantly apologised, as if, like, my God, It did make me done? laugh. It still could have been him that done I think, it. Uh, maybe, so, but I think, because she knew, or she believed she knew who Ben Affleck, Matt Murdock was, I think she probably thought, well, I don't think you're capable of killing my dad, maybe. That's what, that's how I, that's yeah. what I built into it. Or maybe she, yeah, it kind of twigs, twigs yeah. it wasn't I could have done a bit more dialogue, but... Yeah, no, it would, it would have done it, because I think, I think... Um, it, that's one of the few rare instances where maybe the audience should have been told should should have been told what she was thinking, kind of thing at the time, yeah. or, or yeah. yeah. And then and then Bullseye turns up and it all happens too quickly. And then Bullseye obviously kills her, which is quite a sad scene. I didn't cry. It's quite graphic, isn't it? When he puts the sword through and you see oh, yeah. it coming out the back of her waistcoat thing. Yeah. She does look quite hot. She's got a nice body in that. There you go. But then she dies. She's crap at fighting, though, isn't this she? Is, she is. Um, interestingly, this is obviously the origin story for Electra because this is how she becomes Electra. Yes. Because uh, I think the hand, um, which is some like ninja group, end up bringing her back to life. So, and she becomes an assassin. But anyway, moving on. Yes. Um, you find out she's not dead, don't you, anyway? Yeah, her body's gone at the end. Oh, there's the uh, pendant with Braille on, isn't there? That's it. Oh, yeah, of course. Sorry, yeah. Which I thought was really interesting. Yeah. A nice moment. Um, and then we obviously have, they end up, they end up getting to the church where the, the film begins. Kind of, so to speak, you know, we've come mm. full circle now. The fight continued to the church with the church organ, obviously hurting, hurting him. Ultimately, we, we, we you know, it reminded me kind of Spider-Man-ish that did. 
It was it was an average fight. It wasn't one of the best fights. Yeah, it was like Venom because it was the same kind of thing, wasn't it? But, but Bullseye's career is potentially over <laughs> come the end of the fight. It was awful. Uh, it, it's, it's another one of those classic tropey cases where he's worked out what will kill um, Daredevil. Daredevil. Yeah, what harm? So he's smashing the pole, and Daredevil was on the floor holding his ears. So then he stops to give him one last speech about he's going to kill him. And then you know, and the bit that I said about the Jesus is where he's holding the stake where he's going to stab it through Ben Affleck. And obviously a sniper's outside, shoots through his hands. So that's when he's got the... Um, yeah, blood in his hands and he goes like that, doesn't he? Yeah. He goes like that. Oh, okay. yeah. He goes, he my his, hands, my hands. Yeah, and he puts his head to the side and like a Jesus pose. And I thought, ah. <laughs> oh. But he's a bad but character, so he wouldn't be Jesus, though. That's the thing. That's why I thought... Oh, it's right. a James Bond moment. This is how I'm going to kill you, and I'm going to take time now telling you until oh shot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a bit. Like, yeah, fucking like that. But I was pleased. That, well, I say I was pleased he's dead. Well, he did. Well, he's not actually. He's if not, you look, no. look at the credits, but he does land. Is he not dead? No, no. no. He uh, at the end of the credits, um, you see him in the hospital, and he still has. And then he gets up some pin, uh, flies annoying uh, him, and he no, it's a syringe, it, a syringe, and throws a syringe. Oh yeah, the, yeah. Fly right at the end. Fucking awful. It, it really should have been Spider-Man Daredevil meeting up saying maybe we'll do a film one it day. It was awful, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It, it, but it doesn't matter because he'll never be back doing it again. So it'll be great. No, uh, uh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, What's it then? Uh, yeah, <laughs> the end of the film. No. Um, and then obviously uh, Daredevil goes, goes to find Kingpin. We have a long fight in the director's car, not so long as the actual car. Yeah. Interestingly though, um, because of because of the way that Kingpin's uh, apartment where he stays in is very cold, very hard edges and everything like that, and I think Daredevil has trouble finding out with all the sound and everything, and then uh, he kind of gets reminded by Elektra, Jennifer Garner, uh, in this character about the rain, and then he makes it rain. Well, his sidekick gets arrested as well, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, sidekick gets arrested. The rain comes and he basically uh, yeah, he, 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 he does he pulls a fire alarm, doesn't he? Yeah. And, yeah. then, and then he kneecaps, he kneecaps uh, Kingpin. I thought that was really, really... That was, was graphic. Was, yeah, and it was good because he kicked him in both kneecaps, which you saw, and then he went down, um, absolute agony, and when he hit the deck, he screamed <clears> again, yeah. and then he was in actual kind of real pain that he couldn't keep fighting, whereas in other films, when someone's like that, they'll get their second kind of wind and yeah, they'll be able you, to stand yeah, up do, and you, fight you, again. Yeah, you'll get like a pretty much a move that would break your arm yeah. to the point where you couldn't move again. But... He did it in this. But yeah, in this, he literally, that's it, he's on his knees. And yeah. that's it. We, we, he doesn't even, doesn't do the whole, look at me, I'm a man mountain, I Kick could do on this. on both kneecaps. So yeah. That was full on. That was It's awful. just like, oh, yeah. Make your eyes water. Should have done leg day. And he didn't kill him. He had the opportunity to kill him. But he didn't. He picked up his staff, Kingpin staff, Daredevil did. And he couldn't understand why he didn't kill him. It says those sirens, they're coming for you. Oh, yes. Which I like. I'm not the bad guy. And yeah. I thought that it was and nice. He, and he says, I'll come out of prison. I'll look for you. And he said, well, that's good because I'm going to be waiting. Yeah, yeah, in a wheelchair, I'd imagine, because yeah. it's going to take a while. And he says, I'm not the bad guy again, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. Um, by the way, it's, it is water, you're right, with Epsom salt. We're both right. Why? So that he pours into his coffin thing. Oh, right, okay. Okay. Um, anyway, me, I, I literally, I literally and what's so special it. about the salt? Don't know. Uh, should we try it one day? Makes them float. Yeah. It would, it, yeah, it float. yeah, it would. Yeah, if you've got a high density of salt, then that'll explain then why he doesn't drown. Not good for your skin, though, I think, for a long period of time. Probably not, no. But if he showers in the morning, I think he's all right. No, no, no. no. Why not just have a soundproof room? I'm sure you can afford it. Mm. But, well, maybe not. We'll see. Um, 
but yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much uh, that's that's pretty much that's pretty much Daredevil. Um, I thought it was a solid film. I'll probably go first for the theatrical release. I will probably give it. I liked it so I liked it, but talking about it, I want to give it a three, but I'll probably give it a two point five, simply because I think when we're comparing it, it was so bad compared to the director's cut. For the director's cut, I am going to give. I'm going to give it a four. Because my opinion is, I really like it, and it's one of my favourite superhero films. I might get slagged off for that by some people over the interwebs. Why? But there you go. But yeah, I, 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 re- I really like, I really, really like it, and I rate it as 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 much as um, I preferred it. For example, to, uh, or I thought it was up there with you know, you know, Sam Raimi's Spider Man, uh, which, which was which was around at the time. Despite the fact they had you know less than half the budget, for example, Spider Man had. I thought they yeah. did a really solid job looking at the director's cut. Um, did you so you preferred for this to the original Tobey Maguire Spider Man? I yes, I probably did. Even though at the time I probably I said this turned me into more of a Daredevil fan than Spider Man. Right. Um, uh, I thought the Tobey Maguire films were really really good. And to be honest, I'd probably give the first uh, uh, the, the sequels, but the first two Spider Man probably three point five or four as well. But I prefer this one, uh, and I know that for a fact because I know I remember watching it a lot more than what about I did Dark Knight. Spider. You Do- prefer this to the Dark Knight? No, no. Uh, no. But the Dark Knight, I think I gave a four. I gave a five. What about Iron Man? Do you prefer this to Iron Man? I gave Iron Man a four. Uh, first Iron Man, I'd say, for me, it's on par. Fuck you. <laughs> this was the film real cast. Uh, unfortunately, now we got... Well, I thought it was... I'm, I'm best, actually... bit, best bit for me was, uh, I think, the, the surprise that Ben Affleck can actually... Play a solid, a solid, a solid Can actually act, um, and and the, the little, little in, in, in intricacies that the director did. The worst bit for me was also the best film was Colin Farrell because he's so. Does awesome it give you this. hope for the Justice League in the Batman film? Now uh, seeing this again with Ben Affleck playing, it gives you more hope than I initially thought. Yes, but still not sure though. But there you go. Yeah. Well. Yeah, it's, I think it's a solid film. I do feel a bit harsh, uh, hard done by really that I haven't watched Director's Cut. And I will be going back to watch Director's Cut because 90 minutes of the theatrical version is pants because yeah. I fell asleep watching it all the time. It is very good. I definitely recommend it. So, because um, I've got the special edition DVD thing in my jig, so it's got to be on there somewhere. Um, it won't be. Is it not? No. I'll have to watch it on Tinterweb then, won't I? Oh, yeah, well, yeah. So. Um, probably worst bit is Colin Farrell for me. Uh, I would agree with that. Um, He's my worst Fucking pointless. Absolutely pointless. Um, yeah. Best bit, I do like Ben Affleck in it. I think he's a good, strong character. Um, I feel like I can't do it justice because I haven't watched the proper version. No, but you need to tag it off then. It's fine. Uh, there's feel, so many, there's so many bits missing. So ma- there's so many bits missing for me that obviously you guys have watched in the um, director's cut. That actually make it just a kind of uh, film. It's just a uh, there's so much so much missing. You don't understand. You just like take it for what it is. Yeah. And it's just like watching like oh all right. It, it's not a that's an amazing film. It's a uh, well it's mediocre. That'll do. You know. Oh, it's killed an evening. You know. Yeah. Um, but Colin Farrell helped kill that evening. Yeah. 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 yeah most of my brain cells. Um, so I'll probably give it two and a half. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah, I'll give it. I'll give it. Yeah, give it two and a half. Um, I wouldn't not recommend it, but I'm going to try the director's cut, and uh, we'll go from there. 
Gee. So you, you wouldn't recommend it or you, you would? I wouldn't recommend it, but I wouldn't not recommend it if it makes sense. I would say, yeah, it's an alright film. If someone yeah. said, I'm watching Daredevil, what do you think? Um, but I have high hopes for watching the TV series on Netflix. Yes. No. I think I think that I think that will probably restore my faith in Daredevil as a character. Yeah. Um I'm gonna give it uh, say two and a half out of five, yeah. The if the theatrical would have been two out of five. Uh I enjoyed the film. I enjoyed it more than so I thought I would. So the director's cut gets two and a half. Director's cut gets two and a half. Wow. Uh, I really enjoyed it, and I'm glad that um, I watched both of them because uh, I didn't realise how much I did miss just watching um, the theatrical one, and I, I can't understand why these companies do that. Um, best bit, uh, there wasn't a bit that I thought, oh my God, it's just absolutely amazing. Uh, I thought the film was good. Um, ben Affleck was very good in it, better than I thought we'd be. The worst bit... Um, it goes without saying it's Colin Farrell is a tit. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. But um, I'm glad I watched both of them. Um, and, and I recommend everyone, if you do like them, to watch both of them. There is no way this film, though, it's a good superhero film, and I love superhero films, but the original Iron Man film oh, kicks this film's ass. Completely. I agree. I do agree. It really does. I prefer even Iron Man 3 to this film. So, uh, no, Iron Man 3 was a little rubbish. It was crap. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Iron I Man prefer Iron rubbish. Man 3. I would rather watch Iron Man 3. Iron Man 3 went from, better. for me, I cannot, I cannot, I can't, I can't, I can't tell what to say. It went from being one of the best Iron Man films in one scene to being the worst. It just, oh, it just really oh, makes me right. angry. We've already had that discussion. So yeah, I'd rather, yeah. Wa- I'd, must be, I'd rather watch... Um, Man of Steel than watch that. No, you don't. You don't mean that, but carry on. <laughs> no, I'm just saying things that I know you don't like to hear. You're just saying hurtful things, <laughs> aren't you? Yes. But, um, but yeah, so I thought it was a good film. I'd recommend the director's cut only, not the yeah. theatrical. Okay. Um, any shout outs? Uh, no, not today. Not cool. at the moment. Cool, fantastic. Um, so, uh, shout out to me giving Daredevil a four. Um, so what are we doing about Daredevil on Netflix then? You mentioned well, it earlier. We're, to- we're, we're talking the tubes of the U. We are. Yeah, we're, we're thinking of taking over that. We're, over thinking, we're, we're thinking maybe next week of, of doing an episode by episode. It may well take two, three weeks for it, it completely to come out. But launching our first YouTube channel, um, keep po- we'll keep you posted other on the podcast. Probably uh, um, the king of Twitter, Mr. Stu, We'll keep you posted more on Twitter as to when that will be available. We really would like it as, as early, potentially, as next week if we can uh, get our bumps in gear. Bear in mind, none of us are film editors. None of us have ever done anything, in, yeah. anything on YouTube other than laughing at animals falling over. I think that's about the peak uh, yeah. that, that we have. But on. we want to get 15 minute, I mean, that's what we yeah. do, 15, 15 minute, minute reviews of each uh, Daredevil yeah. um, from Netflix. So... They're not going to be uh, really in depth and go on and on like the uh, the podcast. No, no random tangents like we yeah, often do. Yeah, it will just be what we think of the um, the Daredevils if we recommend an episode or not. What we liked about it, how the character arcs going, and new characters. So um, we'll try and get we'll do our best to try and get two out next week. That's what we've been speaking about. Yeah. We just don't know what format, which way we're going to do it um, to get good quality reviews out. Or, to be honest, the least amount of graft 
as in taking... Because we're all very lazy. Yeah, taking three hours to do one. Because obviously we've got... Unacceptable. Fam- yeah, because we've got family and work commitments. But we're really, really keen to get these out. Um, and once we get them all out, we were thinking about um, putting them all out as one podcast for the whole of them. Well, once all 13. Uh, once all 13 are done for Daredevil. Um, and if it's successful and it's something you like, or if we're doing it wrong and there's a better way to do it, then please let us know um, via the various mediums, um, as email and Twitter and Facebook and that. So, uh, But it's something that we're keen to do. But we just want to do it the best way possible for us and for the listener as well. So next week, what is our film? Uh, it's one of your... It, well, we are going to all assemble together next week. We are, apparently so. Talk Avengers. We have a whole. You see what I did there? You did. Thank you. Or I did. Shout out. No, you did. I did. But um, yeah, so we're going to do the first Avengers film on the build-up to us having tickets for the opening night of Age of Ultron, which opens earlier in the UK than it does in the US of A. Enjoy Um, while it lasts because it doesn't doesn't happen often. So we'll be doing obviously a special uh, cast for that. We will. We'll be doing a very short non-spoiler podcast and we might be able to get it out on YouTube if, if, yeah. if we know what we're doing at that point yeah, well. yeah straight it'll after like, it'll be like an instant kind of uh... yeah it'll be our better than it was better than we thought it would be um, kind of impressions rather than any plot spoilers whatsoever um, because we know how important it is not to have it destroyed so that's what we'll be doing and it'll be a very short one and it'll probably be us sounding Really excited, hopefully, or absolutely drained. Or as we as we go into a late one, it'll probably be me asleep. Yeah, so that's what we'll be doing. Um, we're now on Instagram, thanks to uh, Graham. So I don't know how you follow us on Instagram. Uh, just go on it and like our photos. Is that what you do? Yeah, pretty much. And then follow us if you want, or just like the photos that are on there if Excellent you're on Instagram. Stuff. Yeah, the film will cast. Uh, same address as always. Uh, hashtag film banter is what I'm trying to. So yeah, put a few photos up. Last yeah. week's photos went down well of uh, of uh, my Yoda. Yes, that was very good. Yeah, and we've got assassins out just now. Um, again, Gatoroid, unbelievably done really well on the downloads. It is amazing because that film was just. So I think funny. I think it was just one person, like thirteen or thousand times, just accidentally yeah. opening and closing it, going oh shit, wrong one. Oh, I know it wasn't my mum. She's not got an iPod and she wouldn't know how to do it. So. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. But um, yeah, is that it, guys? Are we? Are I, think, we I done? think. I think. I think. That's a wrap. Sick of forking me. You're done. Thank you very much, guys. What do you want? I just wanted to get your name. I didn't uh, want your trouble. Look. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait a second. Take it easy. I don't like being touched. Why don't you tell me what you do like? We'll start there.
pulling back. Yes. Stop. So does every guy have to go through all this just to find out your name? Try asking for my number. Electronachios. 